Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty, at Real Chris Platty on all the social medias. And joining me, returning to the podcast, actually, is my guy, my man, Animal Brown, one half of the hip hop um, on deck on deck podcast. Go check that out. Animal Brown, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good, bro. Glad, glad to be back, fam. Appreciate the invite. Yeah, so if you didn't if you didn't peep our last review, we, we reviewed uh, Nazir. Uh, one of the good music releases so go check that out, that one out that was a dope review um yep and then also had his partner spike Lou on another project where we reviewed j-rock's redemption as well so if you missed that go check that um but we are here today to review probably the the most one of the most anticipated albums yet this year and that is travis scott astro world so just a, a little quick background info um I know you guys know a lot about Travis, but for those of you that don't, I'll give you the quick summary. Uh, he's a Houston recording artist turned superstar. Uh, started his grind on MySpace. Uh, ended up staying at his friend's crib and going to Just Blaze's studio a lot as a, in his early days. Then he signs with Epic Records in 2012 and preps to release his debut mixtape, Owl Farrell, in, in uh, that same year. But the project is actually recreated under the vision of Kanye West and Mike Dean. When Travis later that year signed with Good Music, and so then the mixtape dropped in 2013, and then since then he spent much of his time working alongside Kanye and Good Music with production credits on many tracks across many projects. But in 2015, uh, he broke out with Rodeo, where he perfected his signature sound he's known for now. In 2016, he dropped his follow-up LP, Birds in the Trap which uh, received mixed reviews. We'll, we'll get into that when we talk initial expectations. Um, but now here with Astroworld, Astroworld posted the second highest debut of the year, moving 554,000 units its opening Ooh. week. Uh, features 
uh, features, production, all that stuff is it is is like is like a DJ Khaled album, man. It's crazy. So you got you got features. You got Drake, Frank Ocean, Sway Lee, Juice World, Check West, Weekend, Twenty One Savage, Gunna, Nav, Don Tolliver, Quavo, Takeoff, James Blake, Stevie Wonder, man. <laughs> producers, man. It, it, the producer list is just as phenomenal. Thirty Rock, Sony Digital, Hit Boy, Take Keith. Uh, Q Beats, Mike Dean, 808 Mafia, Kevin Parker, Pharrell, Psy High, Boy Wonder, John Mayer, Thundercat, Wonder Girl, Frank Dukes, Cardo, Murder Beats, uh, 1985, and more. And he even has samples from artists like Biggie, Lil' Kim, Beastie Boys, DJ Screw, 3-6 Mafia, Luke, Frank Dukes, Goody Mob, and more. So... Of course, we don't know all this when it's dropping. Um, we don't know the we don't know the features on it. We don't know the production credits. We just know uh, kind of some simple things like Mike Dean's involved in Sony Digital and all that. So removing all of removing all of that aspect, what was your like initial aspect or what was your initial expectation jumping into this project? Man, going into it, um, I'm familiar with Travis Scott uh, back to his mixtape days, but his last two projects were underwhelming to me. Uh, I didn't like Birds in the Trap sing McKnight, and I didn't like the collab project with him and Quavo. Mm-hmm. I thought those, I thought both of those fell flat. I, I was a fan of Rodeo and uh, the mixtape days before Rodeo, so I, I knew he had it in him. Um, so my, and I, I liked the single, you know, that was kind of leading up to this. Um, so I, I would say it was moderate. You know what I mean? I, I, I thought I knew he'd have the beats. He's always had fire beats his production's been a1 since since the beginning so i knew he'd have that but i i wasn't sure if it would come all together to make a good project or not yeah i feel you man uh that that's kind of somewhat similar to my initial expectations like you said you know the production's been a1 since day one um he's got he's got always great production he's always got a great ear for that but I actually, um, I was somebody who came up on Travis through Rodeo, so I, I, I went back and I listened to his earlier stuff, but my initial connection to Travis is through Rodeo. Um, I liked Birds in the Trap a lot, mm. actually. Um, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, because to me, to me it, was, it was a really cool album in that front to back I could listen to it, whether... Um, alone at my crib, just chilling, or driving in the car, or or at a party like pretty much any of those songs can go almost in any in any atmosphere because the the music itself made a great atmosphere and yeah. so i really enjoyed it tracks like way back um through the late night goosebumps those are some of my all-time favorites of course pick up the phone those are some of my all-time favorite travis scott records so i was actually surprised when i saw a lot of the mixed reviews with that project because mm-hmm. i thought well it was a little bit geared more towards mainstream than and maybe a little bit less um, experimental and out of the box is rodeo. Um, yeah. It was still to it was still to me a really good project. So I had I had high very high anticipations for Astro World. I thought that this was going to be a, a a very big project. And for the simple fact that I'm sure I'm sure you remember this too that before Birds in the Trap even dropped, he was tweeting about Astro World. Like yep. this has been a long time coming for him. <laughs> so so this to me had me very excited because it seemed like this was you know how every artist has that that one or the that one or two albums that like they're just that that everything is building towards. Um for yep. a lot of artists it's their debut 
Um, but but for for Travis Scott, it seems like Astro World is what he's been thinking of, building towards all his career. So definitely. All right, so let's jump into some tracks. Um, I'll kick it off just because I want to start with the intro, stargazing. Uh, this this is a great atmospheric, spacey, attention grabbing track, and it's it's just got amazing instrumentation followed by an awesome transition. And he really starts the second part of the track with a prolific spotlight on him, making me really excited what he's going to say. And it, it, it kind of reminds me because the way the way he kind of isolates himself from the beat is very distinct on a lot of tracks on here, but particularly this one. And it it really makes me, um, it, it really reminds me that, wow, this is my first time really hearing from Travis in a while because I don't really... I, I got like you said. I got absolutely nothing from uh, Honcho Jack, Jack Honcho, whatever. Um, yep. I got absolutely nothing from that. So this to me seems like it, it feels like I haven't really heard of uh, heard from him since Birds in my eyes. So so this kind of reminded me, um, just kind of snapped me back into reality. Like okay, this is happening. This is a moment, and, um, and and I just really enjoyed. I just really enjoyed the rapping. He seemed like he had a certain. Um, he had a certain uh, desire, and he had a he he had he had inspiration, and I think I think well I think that's what some people argue birds lacked was was more was inspiration. It seemed like it seemed like it was just kind of records that were made as opposed to as opposed to rodeo, which seemed more conceptually planned out and everything. I think that's yep. kind of the the knock against birds, um, and and this right and this right here kind of. Um, Kind of, despite my lo- my love and affection for birds, this kind of <laughs> this kind of this kind of made me think about that. So um, this was a yeah. this was a really awesome awesome track. Um, very very great way to start the start the album for me. Yeah, now that was a, that's a very dope song, and it set the tone and what was to be expected because the, the beat switched about halfway through it, which is a theme throughout the album. Um, so that kind of let me know what I was in for. And I listened, this came out the same day as YG and I listened to YG's first. And then I listened to this and to hear, I don't know if you've done this, but listen to the YG song. And then it, right after that play stargazing and see the difference and <laughs> like what went <laughs> into it. And like, just, it, it's a full product. It's just completely different and original and unique as compared to something that's a little more traditional, like a YG project, so that that's really what stuck out to me uh, when I first listened to it. That's interesting. That's interesting. I won't tolerate any YG slander, though. <laughs> I fuck with YG. That's my guy. <clears throat> that lets you know how I feel about that YG. Oh yeah, just, no, trust me. Right I heard there. the podcast. I heard I heard what you were saying about <laughs> about YG. That's that's a whole nother discussion off air, my guy. But. <laughs> but no, but nah, that song was lit though. Yeah, I, I I really I I really enjoyed it as well. Um, a lot of people heard it through the trailer, um, and I actually I actually didn't watch the trailer because I because I had heard that that there was a song in it, and I have this meticulous thing where if I know if I know the release date or if I know an album soon coming, I hold off on listening to the single just because I want as much new music as possible because I think. Yep that songs are made within the context of albums. So I think that's how that's how my first reaction should be to it if if possible. So yeah. um so so I chose to hold off on that. But um, you know, afterwards I went and watched the watched the little trailer video and whatever and 
Yeah, man, this this like you said, it very well sets up the album. Like you said, the beat switching is is definitely a theme and definitely something we'll be talking about probably a lot in this podcast. Um, but also also just the way just the instrumentation itself just it it had that it it really did have that like trailer for a movie type instrumental yep. and I know that's kind of easy to say because he literally used it as a trailer for <laughs> Astro World. But it but it made it made perfect sense when I when I heard it. It's cinematic, yeah. you know what I mean, and it, it it's 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 music and it's the production. You can tell that they put time and effort into all of this, it's especially the intro. Yeah, I agree. Um, so what's what's one of the records you want to highlight off here? Man, let's let's go ahead and go straight to number three. Sicko Mode is probably one of the most talked about records on here, and because of that, I knew Drake was on it before I got a chance to listen to it. I didn't get to mm. be surprised like everybody else. Um, cause Twitter spoiled it for me. Thank Damn. you, Twitter. Um, stay but, off Twitter, man. When, when I, it, when it's 11 PM on Thursday, I'm out, <laughs> I'm out Twitter. <laughs> yeah. That might be my new motto, man. Cause that, that completely blew the surprise. But, um, I will say this though, the song, like this song embodies my whole theory of this album being like a roller coaster. Um, I, I felt that when, when I looked up World and what it was, and did a little bit of digging it made a lot of sense it started to come together and this song is a big reason why it started off it's got three distinct beats in the entire record it kind of they could have been three different songs um it starts with the surprise intro from drake and then we've even got the sway lee ad-libs the beat completely flips to something totally different and then travis rides that solo but then you've even got drops like the biggie drop or the uncle luke drop and it, it it's reminds me so much of a roller coaster, like a, a good roller coaster when you get on it for the first time and you don't know what's about to happen and things come out of nowhere. I use the analogy back home from where I'm from. We had Opryland. That was our Astro World. And the biggest ride there went through this dark tunnel and it was lights and clowns and just all kind of shit <laughs> just jumping out. And the first time you ride it, you, you don't know what to expect. This song embodied all of that. And then even when it switched to the Tay Keith production and Drake hops on, I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is going to be Drake's beat. And he just emailed this in. It was probably a throwaway from Scorpion that he didn't use. And you know what I mean? I I thought they were just going to kind of piece it together and it was going to be lazy. But then Travis Scott jumps on that at the end. I was like, oh, shit. So, like, that just took me for, like, upside down, twirls, whirls, the whole nine, dude. Like, so I – I rock with this track super heavy, was well put together. Uh, it's probably one of the most unpredictable songs I, I can think in recent history. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with uh I agree with pretty much everything you said there. I love that it, it very well uh, arguably of any song on this on this album, it totally encompasses the theme of the album, which is which is a roller coaster. And like you said, all the beat transitions are crazy. I uh, love the way he uses Drake at the start of the record to kind of build anticipation. Then he transitions to the second beat. That transition is always so crazy to me every time. Travis, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, I, Animal Brown. You could you could give me your input on this, but this is some of the that was some of the best rapping I heard from Travis in a long time. So Agreed. many bars, um, like you said, those Biggie and Uncle Luke samples, pure fire. Yeah, um, but. <laughs> 
I'm I'm not the biggest uh I'm not not the biggest Tay Keith fan at the moment uh for what I've heard uh the beat is cool like I'm not gonna lie like Sicko Mode came on uh, like a week ago when we were in the club and oh, yeah. that Drake part that Drake part is crazy I mean the yeah. whole thing is crazy but the Drake part is crazy but when I'm listening to it in my headphones I don't really care to listen to the third part um it's just kind of very stale to me Drake's verse you know I mean. I know Drake's your guy, but bro, that's sli- <laughs> that that's sleeper verse of the year, 2018 so far, man. Come on, you you can't you can't def- you can't defend that. I yeah, mean, not, go ahead. I've heard I've heard better, um, <laughs> but it's just it's more the vibe to it, man. Like yeah, I, I heard I it too at out in public, and it was just everybody was just like a light, like a light, like like it was yeah. just everybody just kind of vibes with it, man. So it was more about the style. And not not necessarily what he was saying. And I will say to the to the Take East production, this nonstop and look alive all pretty much sound the same. Exactly. If we're just being honest. Yeah. Um, so I get it, and that's usually what happens when a new producer kind of hops on the scene. Everybody was like, "Yo, I need something that sounds like whatever yeah. your first hit was." And then you get a couple of months. It happened to Mustard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It happened to Mike Will. Like. You want that same style, so hopefully he shows some range. But for now, for summer eighteen, like that shit goes up outside yeah. of the, you know what I mean, outside the crib. Yeah, I I agree. So like I said, with with with, with Drake's verse in particular, it's just it it definitely has a different feeling, different uh different everything when it, when it's listened to in the club. But when I'm listening to it just by myself, yeah. um or like or just whenever I'm I don't really care for it as much. Um, but but like. But like you said, Travis, when Travis comes back in, he kind of punches some more energy back into the track and, and reels me back in. So overall, it's, it is one of the best songs on the uh, on, on the album. But it's just it's just um, sometimes when I'm listening to that uh, to that song, I don't really care for I don't really care too much for the third part. And that's like you said, because take t- Keith like this sounds this doesn't it sound exactly like and you, and you just said this. It literally sounds exactly like. Like it was the beat he made before nonstop, where Drake's like, okay, <laughs> now nonstop's the one I want, and and he did exactly what you said. He emailed Trav the beat, but then, uh, but then Trav kind of jumping back on it made it seem more cohesive and more real. Exactly, it, this is a beat tape that he got from Take Keith that had those <laughs> beats on it, like no doubt, and there's no question. Yeah, that, that's that's a dope that's a dope record. So definitely definitely a highlight for me as well. Um, let's just then at, at this point keep going in order. So let's jump to track five. Stop trying to be God. Uh, mm-hmm. This one, I mean, you had to know that that we were going to talk about this out. This track. I mean, you can't talk about this album without talking about this track. Um, it's very eerie, slow, spacey. Just has that moody undertone with Travis and Kid Cudi's awesome vocals. Uh, <laughs> the harmonicas is by far the most amazing part of the instrumental makes the song that much more like complete and cinematic um, killed against it. cinematics probably a term we're going to be using a lot with this with this review but uh getting stevie wonder on the song is always a flex so that yep. so that was dope <laughs> um and i read somewhere abel brown you might not be able to confirm this but um but this is just something i i remember reading about when when jay-z dropped 444 wasn't that like the first time Stevie Wonder cleared a, cleared a sample in like fifteen years? I'm not sure, but I see. I, I know he was on Drake's "Take Care" too. Mm-hmm. Okay, he, so then, so then, yeah, yeah, he the played the harmonica. Yeah, on "Take Care." 
Okay, so then it would have been less time than that. But yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so but the point he is he doesn't is, come out much. <laughs> yeah, the the point the point still stands. It's very hard to get Stevie Wonder, uh, Stevie Wonder on a track unless you're Drake, Jay Z, or Travis Scott. That's pretty exclusive. Facts. But um, you know you know what this song this song really resonated with me because on the first listen when um I had I had um I had people over and we all kind of we were all kind of listening to it uh at midnight one right when it dropped. And this was a song that on my first listen made me immediately think, okay, he's going for a Grammy. And then it's funny mm. because I go on Twitter, Instagram, all that the next morning. I don't remember which social media site I found it on, but one of the social media sites, um, I think it was Genius that put it out, that Travis said that he was uh, frustrated over Birds in a Trap not see- receiving a Grammy. So it kind of all fit together. Mm. But this was that track, and I don't know if it gave you the same feeling, but to me, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, he's going for a Grammy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I thought this, that's a very good point. And I remember he kind of teased the collaboration with Stevie on his on Instagram. Um, he posted a picture with those two, what looks to be maybe a studio. And I, and so that was like, oh, okay, that should be interesting. Um, and it turned out, man, this, I feel like this song is well put together. I got to give props to him and most definitely Mike Dean for, because I, I, I know he oversees a lot of Travis's projects and everything is just put in the right place. Like the Cuddy hums, like they're part that like yeah. they fit perfectly. Like, and then the, the, the harmonica solo at the end was crazy. Mm-hmm. You just let it ride out, man. Like it's super dope. Um, I watched the video. The video's very odd. I'm not a hundred percent sure what the hell is going on, but I don't mind that. I just, I, I just let it ride and kind of take it for what it is very dope song a lot of people think he's talking about kanye i guess kind of like kanye is the punching bag right now for like filling yourself and why would he punch kanye that makes no sense to me the people are trying to say that like kanye has like this god complex like but i I don't know man it's i I feel like when when people start to rail on you like when it rains it pours so it just kind of yeah and even even if it even if you know like Kanye, because I I could definitely see an argument for why Kanye has a god complex and calls himself <laughs> Jesus, but uh, but even besides that point, like why would Travis attack him? Travis has nothing but no problems with him. Like, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel so, like that's just more of a reflection of how the public, how people think the public Kanye. feels about him versus yeah. like why would you like why what are you talking about? So yeah, I I, I didn't I, I don't I don't believe that to be true yeah. either, but. The, Still, also, the song is dope. I've also heard that he might be going at Kylie, which again, I don't know. I don't really follow a lot of the Hollywood aspects of, of the business, so I don't know what his relationship is like with Kylie at this moment. But, yeah, me neither. Um, but you know, I, I I find it hard to believe he'd make a song about like uh, he'd make a song slighting his babe his baby mama, then have her in the music video. <laughs> um, I, I can't I, I can't think of I can't think of. Uh, someone as powerful as a Kardashian or Jenner would agree to be in a video that's <laughs> that's slawing her. Like, yeah, that that doesn't make. And again, that's just people kind of reaching. Like everything mm-hmm. doesn't have to be about somebody specific. You know what I'm saying? It could just be a general statement, a general song with a message, and it doesn't always have to tie to somebody. So people just got to chill out with the theories. Exactly. And also, uh, we forgot to one, one more thing before we transition. Forgot to shout out James Blake also and his vocals. Oh yeah. Um, his vocals were fire as well. Super dope. I like that vibe. I, I rock with a couple of James Blake songs and um, just that kind of moody vibe. And that just sounds. It always sounds good. Yeah. 
right, what's uh, uh what's the next track you want to jump into, man? Next up, man, let's go in order. Number six, no bystanders. Listen, man, when I first heard this, well, first of all, Juice World sets it off, and I didn't know that was him. Until, I'm not gonna act like I knew that was him. I didn't know that was him <laughs> until I read like the credits or whatnot. Yeah, me neither. But um, he sets it up nice, and you're really not sure what's about to happen. Um, again, back to the the theme park um, analogy. But it turns out to be a club record. You know what I mean? Like, out of nowhere, he sampled the uh, classic 3-6 Mafia, Tear the Club Up. And see, I'm old and washed, so I remember when Tear the Club <laughs> Up came out. And I'm from Tennessee. I'm from Nashville. 3-6 is in Memphis. But it was huge when it came out. Like, it was probably one of the first of its kind in terms of a crunk hype club record where, like, people were kind of, like, early moshing, you know what I mean, at rap yeah. shows and shit. That was like the first of its kind that I remember. So seeing him sample that and kind of paying homage, like, yo, I, I loved every second of that shit. And then when the beat switches at the end to the original 3-6 Mafia pianos, like, I damn near cried tears of joy when I heard that shit. Like, that shit sounds so good in the car. <laughs> like, it does. Dude, that's, that shit is amazing. Like, you have to turn that shit up windows down i i drive around the block in a circle just to listen to that shit in the car um very dope song man this song right here just got a ticket bought to his show because I, I got to see the crowd reaction to this i'll be in the 200 sections in the in the wash section and all the kids can be in the bottom moshing and all that shit have fun but that's gonna uh, be fun to see yeah yeah i i agree but i this one immediately stood out to me too um Again, like I, I, I picture stop trying to be God as even though it's kind of early in the track list. Like to me, that's like the climactic uh, piece of the of of the album in a way. So then this this is a banger that immediately follows it up. And this to me is uh, for all the reasons you said. This is just Travis in his bag, honestly. With the three six mafia sample, tear the club up, a major hit. Uh, he likes to kind of use major uh, major hits from. Uh, or like lines from big songs from big artists and put a twist on it. He did this a few times on Birds even with uh with Way Back with Kanye's We in the House and then mm. uh and then did the basically the whole remix of Kid Cudi's Day and Night as well. So this this to me is Travis Scott in his bag. He's really good in, at 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 taking at taking dope little um dope little snippets uh, snippets. It can be one liners. It could be it could be a, it could be a hook. It could be anything. Um, yep. and then and then just bringing it in and then like you said the way he transitions out of it too because every song even the songs that don't really necessarily have beat changes the beats change as the as the song goes on yeah so, so while you wouldn't necessarily call it a full beat change um the the way he brings back the like you said the piano chords is really dope as well that was something that when I when I when I first of, of course of course I recognize the uh, of course I recognize the the fuck the club up yeah but when it but like when he did the piano I was like oh no you didn't yeah no you didn't <laughs> yo I dead ass when I first heard this and the pianos came back and I was like please don't let this just ride out like I I, I was begging my my iPhone like I so I hope he comes back and raps over this. And then he raps over this shit like with the bass line coming back in, and it was crazy. I was like, "Ah, oh, shit." Yep, I'll be at his show. That did it. That yeah, did man it. that that track is uh that track is a crazy track. So, 
Um, the last the last track that I wanted to mention off, off this album is uh, actually immediately after that as well, number uh, track seven, Skeletons. Mm. Uh, this to me is really interesting because it's perhaps uh, Travis's most vulnerable moment on the album, as he seems to be addressing like the the skeletons in his closet uh, when it comes to the past and perhaps even current relationships. Um, and the the addicting refrain and background vocals from Pharrell in the weekend. The first time I listened to it, I was like, "Wait, is that Pharrell?" Because <laughs> I mean, like you, like uh, like we said earlier, man. Like I I had I had people over and I'm listening to it and like we're like in the moment when we're listening to it. You know, we don't have the feature credits, we don't have the production credits, we don't have any of that. So when this drops, we're just straight up listening to it. And like when voices come on, you're like, "Oh my God, is that like, yep. is that is that this person? Is that that person?" Um, like I'm not gonna lie, what's the uh, what's the song? I can't I can't remember what song off the top of my head, but um, dude sounds like Akon on it. I was like, <laughs> "Oh snow." I was like, "Oh man, it's gonna it's gonna bug me." I think it's uh, I think it I think it's can't say I I can't remember now, but. When I yeah. when I heard it, I was like I was like, "Yo, is that Akon?" Like, <laughs> and then it turns out, no, I was totally wrong. But you never know with a Travis album, though. Exactly, you never know, and that's that's what I love about the sound. But back to Skeletons, um, yeah, it just it was it was a really awesome track because it seemed like it it seemed like uh, something that birds to me did but didn't do as frequently and as well as rodeo like the the deeper cuts the deeper moments in rodeo were much better than the deeper moments in birds to me mm-hmm. um so this was this was kind of another refrain or, or call back to that and so that's what i that's what i really um that's what i really enjoyed about this about this track in particular and it's short and sweet doesn't really drag on it's basically just one verse with the with a with a refrain and background vocals, yeah. No, it was a very very dope song. Um, I didn't notice Pharrell at the at, when I first listened to it. Um, I didn't pick up on that until a little bit later. But then again, it's like an Easter egg hunt. You know what I mean? It's like, wait, <laughs> yeah. is that like? I, I wonder if more people are going to take the whole. I'm not listing my features. You know what I mean? It's kind of like hide and go seek. Like, and these these are more surprises. I wonder if anybody's going to take that on. Um, I guess you gotta kind of have to have the right type of music to do it. Yeah. Because um, Travis's joints are layered. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it works for him. That may not work for somebody else. Yeah. But I, I thought the song was dope. I thought Weekend did his thing. I think Weekend made made an appearance on two tracks. Yeah. He's he's been killing shit lately. Between him and Ty Dolla Sign, I feel like they're the go to um, when you want some some dope R and B shit on your on your records. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, the skeletons joint is dope, man. This that sample—I don't know if that's a sample, but the beat reminded me, and this is super random, but it reminded me of a little Bow Wow song. I don't know if you remember the song he had called "Thank You." <laughs> I feel <laughs> like that, I had. Was that off Wanted? I believe so, and it was—I think Jagged Edge was on it, and it was hmm. like probably the last song where he was like a kid. It was like right before he kind of got like a teenager and started cussing and stuff. But like, <laughs> if you listen to that, that sounds like a that beat sounds like a slowed down version of this. I don't know, it's weird. I may be tripping. Listen to that. Let me know if I've lost my mind or not. Yeah, man, I I gotta I gotta look that up. <laughs> I gotta look that up right now because there's if it's off wanted, then I know a hundred percent what you're a hundred percent what you're what you're talking about, I, man. I think it is on wanted. 
I can't remember though. It may be on the one before. No, that. it's 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 one before that. It's off Doggy Bag. There we uh, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's got jagged edge. It's dude. Yep. <laughs> Jermaine Dupree. Yeah. That sound effect. I don't know I, I, <laughs> why why that song is even in my memory banks. I'm not 100 percent sure. You know? <laughs> but um, but it reminded me of that. But anyway, it's a dope song, man. And it's just a good B side cut on the album, man. It just it just works. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It, it it was also it was also a very uh needed moment in the in the album. Like as as far as when you're listening to it in the sequencing, like if you're listening to the album in its entirety, it's definitely a good change of pace that's kind of needed. Yep, definitely, um, definitely. So um, all right, let, let's hop into your last track. You want to highlight? Man, my last track is coincidentally the last track, Coffee Bean. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons that you mentioned about Skeleton, man, it's a different Travis Scott record. The subject matter is different. The production style is different. Um, this is another personal record where he's kind of detailing his relationship with Kylie. Uh, I feel like he was showing some vulnerability on this one as well, um, which I, I, I get it. A lot of people are kind of in that mode right now. Um, you could argue Royce the Five Nine had probably one of the most personal records that I can think of in recent memory, and it yeah. works. Uh, especially for people that aren't used to doing that. Um, the boom bap style beat is very different from anything else um, on the album. And I think it's a good way to end a roller coaster. Like when, when the roller coaster is done, it's slowing down. It's coming to an end. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Every, everything was kind of all over the place before. This is a smooth ending. And it makes you just want to get off and get right back in line for another ride, man. Like As soon as this wrapped, I, I started the album all over again. Like There was no way I wasn't about to listen again. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Um, that that was exactly my fir- my first initial feelings as well when I when I got to Coffee Bean and and ended the album because for a lot of the reasons you said, you know, it's a it's a nice switch up. It's something very it, it, it's kind of boom bapish, uh, yep. but with a twist and and I and I absolutely love that because that was one thing I was not expecting to hear from Travis at all. It was something that sounded like that, but uh, but but in the context of the album, it makes sense, Travis again isolates himself from the beat very well and is very direct to the listener in the song um you know and again he's talking about he's talking a lot about his uh his tumultuous relationships from the past and how they could lead to problems with kylie which to me you know made for a nice closeout because i guess give her give her take uh this is probably that's probably like the most interesting aspect of Travis's personal life or most important aspect of his personal life at this moment at least at least from my eyes is you know his relationship he has a relationship with a with a mega celebrity and he and he's now a father so it's so that to me that to me I guess if I'm if I'm invested in Travis Scott personally that's probably the thing I'm waiting to hear from the most right like that's probably the no that that's probably the most interesting thing about Travis personally at the moment because he won't say much Um, (laughs) like he he doesn't really do many interviews and it's funny. I remember running into him at, um, at the revolt music conference right before rodeo came out and he was walking amongst the people. He he was with someone that maybe might've been like a manager or publicist or something. And it was before he really took off and he walked like, you notice him in pictures. He has his head down. He doesn't really like look up a lot. That's right. how he was walking around the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami. He was walking around with his head down, not really looking at people. And it stood out because I was like, damn, this like dude looks hella awkward. 
You know what I mean? Like, okay, he's weird as hell. And then, like, 30 minutes later, he's on stage. I'm like, oh, shit, that was Travis Scott? And he's jumping in the crowd, crowd surfing. He's on speakers. and it's, So it's, his personality is very different. And um, he comes alive when he's in the studio and on stage. And so it's good on these records when he does get to talk about more personal stuff because he's probably never going to just do a sit down on the breakfast club. So it, right. it, it works. It's effective. So I, I guess whatever works, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, clearly, clearly something's working with Travis at, at this point. So, yeah. so keep it up. But um, all right, man. You ready to get into your overall thoughts and uh, and favorite tracks? Definitely, man. Um, man, my overall thoughts was uh, this caught me by surprise, and this was a lot better than I expected it to be. Um, I, I love the the paying homage to the old tracks like Five Percent Tent with the Goody Mob sample. Mm-hmm. That that shit knocks. Um, I, I like the Houston Fornication. That's another one of my favorite songs on there. Yep. And um, of course, I, I and I also like the mellow uh, R.I.P. Screw. I like how he pays homage to Houston, but doesn't have a traditional Houston sound, um, yeah. like a Slim Thug or or uh, you know Mike Jones or whatever. I like that he does that. Um, this album was dope. This will be high on my top ten list by the end of the year. Yeah, I I agree. Um, what do you feel? What are you feeling out of time? Oh shit, uh, man, I, I, I got to give it an eight point eight. Okay, okay, very Dope. very strong for you. Um, very. All right, my my thoughts. Uh, I I agree with I agree with a lot of your sentiments. Um, I really like that you said that he kind of he kind of captures Houston sound without having a traditional Houston sound. Yep. And um, he does that through features, through production, through sampling, through all all that kind of stuff. Um, and so he did to me, I I'm feeling an eight out of 10 because Travis did an amazing job creating an atmosphere. Um, again, this is very, very top notch production. Um, conceptually, the album is very well executed. Travis is using, uh, a versatile and full range of production and instrumentation to create a roller coaster ride for the listener, having so many beat changes, surprise star studded features, um and and like i said variety in the instrumentation is is something that's very apparent here more so than any of his previous projects uh not only is this album a roller coaster for the listener but it kind of also feels like a roller coaster for travis who's going through everything he's he's kind of goes from moments of embracing the reckless rage uh lifestyle that he that he so loves to problems with drugs friends death and even uh his current girlfriend slash baby mother drama with kylie um but to me, and and I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this, because I actually, funny enough, I actually texted Spike Lou about this, because he reached out to me and asked me what I thought about Astroworld. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, to me, is the gift and the curse uh, of this album. The the gift and the curse of this album is is that a lot of its value lies within the first listen. Uh, Travis made a conscious decision with this album to kind of create, like, uh, and, and capture the the aesthetics of a roller coaster with uh, with suspense, surprise, twist turns, all that like we've been saying throughout the project or throughout the podcast, uh, and and he did this. Uh, he it, it makes with it makes such a very memorable first listen. Like I think I will always remember my first listen what when listening to this album, which yeah. is something very rare because I'm listening to two, three, four projects a week. Yep. Um, most times so this is something that's that it's very rare that that i'm going to remember a first listen the way i remember this one 
and but on the other hand it kind of diminishes the future listens and that so much of the album uh value lies within the first listen because you know what what like once once you hear once you know drake's coming it's like oh drake's coming or once you know frank ocean's coming <laughs> oh frank ocean's coming so it kind of diminishes the value um but to me really quickly before i toss it to you the album is still extremely listenable because of the high quality of the album there's not one bad track each track has their own replay value and to me even even though i know the surprises and the twists and the turns are coming it's still enjoyable to me so that's what um that's what that's what i really love about this album is that you can listen to it in the club at parties bumping in the whip with homies or late night cruise by yourself or late night headphone music whatever you whatever you want this 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 captures because it's such a it's such a wide range of um of emotions and so so i think that to me still gives the val there's still so much value in the album because when i listen to it a lot of times i'm motivated to listen to the whole album which is something that's very 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 rare i only do that with a couple projects a year yeah, I, I agree. Usually you pick and choose. You have a handful of joints that you mm-hmm. enjoy the most and then you keep it moving. This, um, I believe the replay value sticks with this, even though I, I agree 100%. No listen will be like that first listen. Mm-hmm. But luckily, luckily for him, the product is, is good. So, yes, I know the twists and turns are coming. It's kind of like a movie. Like... There's movies that you can watch and and you know that something's about to happen, but the scenes are so like like anytime the town is on TV, I stop and watch it. It doesn't matter where what part it's in. That's it's, fire, by the way. Yeah, that's yo, that's a dope ass movie. So like wherever it's at, even though I know it's about to happen, that scene or that action scene or those lines or whatever was so dope, I want to I want to revisit it. And I feel like that with with this album, I have a new favorite joint every time I listen. You know what I mean? I, I can listen to it as a whole. It's a good pregame before you go out music. It's good mad music. It works in damn near any environment, man. It's, this is a dope project. I, I'm interested to see how I feel about it later on in the year. Um, but I, I think I'm, I'm going to rock with this for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It's definitely going to be one that I'm interested to see how it sits with me over time. But in the moment, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, like... I mean, in the last in the last two three weeks, we've had uh, we've had we've had a, a, a string of a couple big artists dropping. We've had Mac Miller, we've had YG, we've had uh, we've had Dave East, we've had um, mm-hmm. Trippy Red. We've had all these projects that those were projects that I was looking forward to uh, because I have some level of interest in in each of those artists. But yeah. yet, I could say without a doubt that. Uh, that Astral World's the album that I'm returning to the most. Easy. Yeah. And, easy. And that's and that's a lot, um, considering how much how much I like a lot of the other projects that dropped. Um so so it so it just shows you that it, it it's even in a class of its own. I like that it dropped when it dropped because because that tells me that if if, if it's dropping with a bunch of good projects and separating itself, that gives me confidence moving forward towards the end of the year that I'm going to be feeling just as strongly about this album as I am now. I, I feel like for those who weren't on Travis Scott before, this is the project that you would say, hey, hey, nah, get, hey check him out. Like, dude's nice. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, there's two or three people I know that are like, Brian, I've never listened to a Travis Scott album before. I was like, yo, start with this. 
and they're, and they're like, yo, like, okay, like, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, it, so I, I think this is a good introductory, even though obviously his other projects, he's he's got good work out there, but this this is the one where he, I think he won a lot of people over. I agree. I agree. And this is, uh, what do you think the chances are he gets a Grammy nomination for this? Yo, I guess I don't even know what they base that off of. I don't like the Grammys are so I, I don't I don't get yeah. what the I just don't get it. <laughs> so you never know. Like he could be nominated just to lose out to somebody whack. You know what I mean? So yeah, I I would love to see it though. I think it's worth it. It, it, it yeah. doesn't sound like anything else, man. It, it, it's super worth it. Yeah, I I agree. I think this. I think if if I were doing my Grammy nominations so far this year, that I would I would I would nominate this one because this one is is very interesting. Um, it's it's it it's weird in a sense that it's that it's experimental, but at the same time, it really just it it feels like it's a culmination of all his projects. Like I hear all of his like mo- I I hear moment I have moments where I hear all of his previous projects in this album, you know. Mm. So. That's that's what I that's what I really enjoy about it, and and that's why, you know, my initial expectations were were totally met because I was expecting this to be a culmination of uh of Travis Scott's career of his music at this point, and that's what I think we got with this album. So it, it's dope, man. I'm gonna stick with it a long time. Absolutely, man. I, th- I think he'll get mentioned in more circles in terms of people's favorites like he kind of goes under the radar when people mm-hmm. name their you know my top five my who are my favorites that he, he get because he's so quiet he's so distant yeah. so I, I think this would get him the looks that he deserves yeah i think he was already top five but this is like this is like now it's like you know how the default conversation is cole kendrick and drake yep. right yeah like now i think like that that it, it's it's always been looked at as the default conversation has always been those three and then a whole bunch of other people. Yep. Well, now I think that Travis Scott is not Drake, Cole, Kendrick, Travis, but he's but he's right there as like it's like he's definitely the next um, the next tier or in that like top five discussion. I agree. Right now. I agree. So, this was this was big for him. Um, all right, Animal Brown, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Um, as always, I appreciate you. Why don't you go plug on deck because you guys do dope work. I appreciate it, man. Please do us a favor. Check out the On Deck TV Hip Hop Podcast every Wednesday with me and my brother Spike Lou. Um, our latest episode is up. We reviewed that Nicki Minaj Queen project. Um, follow the show at On Deck TV Podcast and me, Animal underscore Brown. Yep. Check them out. Um, I, I no joke. Listen to every episode they drop. Uh, as we're recording this, th- their last episode or their new episode this week that he's just mentioning just dropped. So yep. I already know I'm going to work for eight hours. I'm a peep it at work for <laughs> sure. I'm gonna have the headphones in, and you already know. I so, appreciate it, man. All right, man. Um, gotta have you back on the podcast next time. Thanks for coming. Anytime. All right, everybody. That concludes this episode of Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty. Thank you for listening. I would have greatly appreciated if you could take some time to follow me on all the social medias. Again, that's Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever, at RealChrisPlatty, C-H-R-I-S-P-L-A-T-T-E. And also subscribe to the podcast, Strictly Hip Hop and Strictly Hoop Talk. It is on Apple Podcasts and Podbean. Uh, link is on all my social media accounts. You can either Google my name, Chris Platty, or you can, or you can uh, Google Strictly Hip Hop or Strictly Hoop Talk, and it will lead you to those channel feeds. 
So thank you everyone for listening. I appreciate it. Again, special special thank you to my guest, Animal Brown, for coming through. Go check out the On Deck TV podcast as well. I'm a big fan of their work. Also want to give a special shout out to my boy, K-Dutch, as well. The biggest Travis Scott fan I know. Hope you enjoy the review, buddy. But thank you again for everyone who is listening. I will be back soon with some more content for you. And until then, later.